It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Dalton back to throw. Boom! Pass. Boom! Caught yeah! by A.J. Green. Yeah! Touchdown! Boom! Bengals! Big! The clock is winding down, but it should be stopped with five seconds to go. Joe Mixon ran down the sideline and jumped on top of A.J. Green in celebration, and Joe Mixon looked good. The he- clock shows one second left, but I think he caught that with five seconds to go, Lap. Not that there's a huge difference. Right for the Falcons with the Bengals on top, 37-36. But, Dan, if this holds up, the magic number of 25, they would now be 43-1-2 in in the history of Andy Dalton and A.J. Green since 2011 when scoring 35 points or more. That is uh, 25 points or more. That is incredible. And you talk about putting a knife in somebody to the Falcons. Oh, my God. That is how it sounded on the Bengals Radio Network. I'm James Erpine, and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. Boy, do we have a lot to get to today. As always, this is your one-stop shop for all things Bengals, the only daily Bengals podcast out there. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast, including LockedOnBengals.com. If you're not following on Twitter, you can, at James Rapine, at LockedOnBengals. And if you're new to this podcast, I'm James Rapine. I work for ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. And boy, oh boy, what a victory it was earlier today. Bengals 37, Atlanta Falcons 36. I was there courtesy of Ultimate Air Shuttle. Shout out to them, by the way. We flew down, Lance McAllister and I, my colleague at ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW, flew down this morning, flew back after the game, and we brought home a victory. On today's show, you're going to hear from a couple of the, the catalysts of said victory. Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd, a.k.a. Andy's safety net, plus A.J. Green, and so much more coming your way. But first, let's get to some thoughts, some reactions, some discussion. And the first thing I thought of, um, or, or one of the first things, when I had time to like soak it in, and you're coming off the, the high of what just happened at, at the gorgeous Mercedes-Benz Stadium there in Atlanta. By the way, it is gorgeous, amazing. But... The, the interesting thing about it to me is that this team now is 3-1. and one, And we've seen them for a month. And usually a month in, you start to see tendencies. You start to be able to tell good, bad, indifferent. For example, I think a lot of you today, was like you were like, Bengals defense, kind of rough. Yeah, right? I, I think we all said that at one point or another. Here's what I'm going to say. This Bengals team is resilient. I watched them honestly underperform in Indianapolis week one, and they battled back and found a way to win on the road. Week two, well, Baltimore answered, punched him in the mouth, got within five after the Bengals jumped all over him, 21-0 and 28-7. And what did the Bengals do? 
they answered. They didn't crumble. They didn't look up at the scoreboard and wilt under pressure. And today, what happened? Well, they were winning most of the game. Heck, they had a 28-21 lead in a shootout. Then this happens, which was devastating, which was awful. Tyler Eifert goes down. I was going to play the radio call, but I won't right now. Tyler Eifert goes down, gets injured. And it's an ugly injury. It's an awful injury to start the third quarter. That drive derailed. Then the very next play after, so that was a second down play. Third down play, Andy Dalton gets sacked after Eifert is carted off the field. By the way, I'll have more on Eifert. This week, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss it more on today's show as well. But this is called resiliency from a team. One of their leaders, one of their top offensive players, goes down with a gruesome injury where it's clear he's not going to play the rest of the season. He gets carted off. Then Andy gets sacked. Then the very next play is a blocked punt. The Bengals could have broke. The Bengals could have given in right then. 28-24 lead at halftime. And it seemed like it was crumbling on the very first drive of the opening uh, opening possession of the third quarter. And what did they do? Well, the Bengals' defense stepped up and held the Falcons to just a field goal. So the Bengals still have a one-point lead at that point. But then fourth quarter starts. Atlanta, well, they score a touchdown. Four plays, 54 yards, 213 off the clock. They take a 33-28 to 28 lead. The Bengals answer with a field goal. It's 33-31. They trust a defense. They put the ball uh, basically in the defense's court to get some kind of stop. You cannot allow a touchdown or the game is essentially over. And what happened? The defense stepped up. It was ugly. Atlanta was 11 of 15 on third down, including one to Austin Hooper on third and 13. On that drive that I thought was one of the worst, I I couldn't believe it. It was the check down. It was Matt Ryan's safety valve, and no one was on him. And then when someone got near him, it was a broken tackle. Ridiculous, 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 ridiculous. The defense played bad today. And yet, they responded and answered the call when they needed to. They forced Atlanta to kick a field goal. Now it's 36-31. And this is when it gets good. This is when you see Andy Dalton... At his peak. Andy Dalton's never played like this in his career. Not in 2015. Not in 2013. No other time have I seen Andy Dalton play this well. He balled out today. He responded to adversity. And a first half that went about as well for him as it could. He was 14 of 16. Had a perfect passer rating of 158.3. The second half was the opposite. On that final drive, Tyler Eifert, as we've mentioned, injured. John Ross tried to battle through a groin injury, unable to, not on the field. Giovanni Bernard, not out there, injured. So he had a rookie running back, third-string rookie running back in that final drive. Bobby Hart, who had been getting shredded on that right side at times, uh, he was dealing with that. He's throwing to Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd with Mark Walton sprinkled in and Cody Core on the field. Cody Core on the game's decide- the final drive. Imagine that. Alex Erickson was out there as well. 
and Andy Dalton and this Bengals offense, they converted two fourth down plays. And I know some of you have said, oh, I'm tired of you saying Tyler Boyd's Andy Dalton safety net. Well, I'm tired of you guys complaining because he's clearly Andy Dalton's safety net. Have you seen what Boyd has done? Oh, my God. 15 targets, 11 receptions, 100 yards, including two fourth down conversions that were money. By the way, you're going to hear from Tyler Boyd on today's show. And then the, to top it off, man, oh, man, to top it off, A.J. Green, corner of the end zone, great throw, great play all around. This Bengals team has done it. They advanced to 3-1. and one. They improved to 3-1. and one. And honestly, I look at this offense, 16 plays, 75 yards. Andy Dalton leads them downfield. You know what that reminded me of? This Bengals team reminds me of a more talented, more ready to win 2009 Bengals. You remember that? They got the nickname Cardiac Cats, and they would go down to the wire and find a way to respond and do whatever they could to, to answer the bell, and they did that, and they beat Pittsburgh on the road. It came down to the final seconds, but you knew deep down that team wasn't that talented. This team is that talented. This team is that good. This team... If you haven't bought in yet, you better buckle up. Better buckle up because that's a huge win on the road in a hostile environment. Three and one. And man, oh man, the reinforcements are coming. Vontez Perfect will be back next week. Joe Mixon has a chance to play next week. Billy Price only getting healthier. But honestly, I'm not sure Billy Price is better than Trey Hopkins because Trey Hopkins has played very well at center over the past couple of weeks, held down the fort, has made that offense functional, and then some. Boy, was that fun. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. Up next, you're going to hear from Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. They talked with Dave Lapham on the Bengals postgame show. You're going to hear that next. But first, a word from my bookie, because who you're betting on is just as important as where you're betting. And my bookie is the place for you. If you would have listened to me, I mentioned this last week. I said, take the over Thursday, Friday. I said, take the over. Well, my bookie is the place where you could have taken the over and made some cash. All you got to do is go to my bookie online and they're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar with promo code locked on. Use promo code locked on. Excuse me. It's locked on 25. New promo code locked on 25 is going to hook you up. Since you're listening to this podcast and you're going to get your deposit match dollar for dollar. Now, I saw the early line Bengals open as five and a half point favorites against the Dolphins at home. Miami got blown out today. I would wait and see if that line gets bedded down a little bit. Miami came in at three and one or three and oh today. Obviously, the, the New England Patriots had something to say about that and whooped them on uh, in New England. So that could change. Right, it could change. I think that line right now is more uh, a regency, a regency bias, um, as they say. It, people just really caught up in the moment. I think that line will come down a little bit. But either way, if you're betting on the Bengals, if you're betting on the World Series or the Major League Baseball playoffs or the NBA with the NBA right around the corner, my bookie is the place to do it. It's easy. It's awesome. It's a a site I use. It's a mobile site that's super friendly that I use as well. Again, check out my bookie online. Use promo code locked on 25 and they'll match your deposit dollar for dollar. Again, my bookie online, promo code locked on 25. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get to Dave Lapham. Dave Lapham caught up with A.J. Green, Andy Dalton, and Tyler Boyd after the game on the Bengals post-game show. Bengals Radio Network. And his mic, uh, I think he uses a wireless mic. There's a little static in here, so I apologize for that. I tried to cut out some of it. But uh, I thought this was, was real interesting. My biggest takeaway from this interview isn't really what the players say. It's how excited they are in that they're really believing. Like, they believe. Like, AJ, after the game, he doesn't. He didn't say it in this interview, but he said, oh, well, they pay me the big bucks to make the big plays. That's why I made that play. Like, this team really buys in. Listen to Tyler Boyd in this interview. You don't think he's as confident as he's ever been as a pro ever? He might be more confident now than he's ever been on a football field ever. But listen, this is uh, Dave Lapham with Andy Dalton, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. This is uh, really good stuff from Lap, courtesy of the Bengals Radio Network. We got three guys here that were unbelievable in that final drive. Andy Dalton had a pretty decent day. AJ Green, game-winning touchdown pass. Tyler Boyd, a dozen catches at least, and well over 100 yards. Three amigos here, one, two, three punch. Andy, let's start with you. Take us through that drive. I mean, what was going through your head as that drive started to unfold? Uh, you just got to keep getting positive plays. I mean, at that point in the game, we still had a lot of time. And so um, we just had to just keep gaining yards. And um, biggest plays on the drive came on fourth down, uh, being able to convert those. And then obviously the touchdown at the end, that, that's the one that wins the game. But we're not down there if we don't convert on fourth down. Third down, fourth down, Tyler Boyd down. What is up? Man, I just want to go out there and just and, and just make that play, you know, continue to drive, you know, and, and give us the opportunity to win the game. Shallow crosses. I mean, they're going to have nightmares. Shallow cross, shallow cross. They won't be able to sleep. They'll look at the ceiling, and they'll see Tyler Boyd on a shallow cross. If they want to play man, we're going to do the same play every time. <laughs> Is that the deal? Man, I got you. Big facts. <laughs> All right, A.J. Green. I mean, game-winning touchdown catch. Pretty. Take us through that whole play. Uh, just was a corner route, seven route. Uh, it was cover two. I know when I released, I had leverage on the safety. So, you know, Andy just gave me a great ball and uh, just made the catch. You, the ball was coming out of your hand. I mean, spinning about as, as well as I've ever seen it. Forget windows, portholes. I mean, it was like the head of a pin you're putting it in. It, it, was, it was unbelievable how accurate you were today. Yeah, I felt really good. And uh, I've seen things well. I think the line gave me, uh, gave me time. And so uh, you put all those factors together, you can put it where you want to. So, um, Regardless of, of at the end of the day, last last team that had the ball won the game, and um, you know we're, we're at the end. It was one of those situations where at the end of the first half, uh, Ryan got the ball with like 44 seconds, and he put three points on the board. So were you guys thinking on that last drive? We can't let him have the ball. Were you trying to score on that last drive, last play of the drive, literally? Well, I mean, we want to score. I think uh, that that was obviously the most important thing, but. Um, 
no, I think we ended up only having one timeout, or, uh, and so um, we just wanted to score. And luckily that uh, we had enough time wasted off the, off the clock and uh, scored a touchdown, didn't give them very much time at the end. Okay, so here's a stat that will blow your guys' minds. Since you two have been in the league with the Bengals, 2011, when the Bengals have scored 25 points or more, you are now 43 wins, one loss, two ties. Every time you scored 25 points or more, what is that about? I mean, did you guys have any idea it was like that? Uh, I wouldn't have known that, but I think if you score 25 points more times than not, you're going to win. You're in a lot of shootouts. So this was the this was the. the have you ever been? You ever been in a game like this? High school, college, NFL, where it came down to these kind of plays to win it? No, I ain't nothing like it, you know. But I'm just go out there and continue to be me and just compete and win. I like it. How about you, AJ? Not coming out with a W, not like this. Uh, came close a couple of times, but never never a game like this to win it. The last, last couple of seconds, we came out with a touchdown. So it was unbelievable. It was fun. This, this team's young team with a lot of guts. You played hurt. How would you come out of it? I was good, man. I'm 100%. I didn't play hurt. I was good. <laughs> you were good to go. I was good to go. How about you? You all right? You, you got a little nicked up down the stretch. You good? Yeah, I was pretty cool, you know, but it was hard for me not to, you know, finish the draft with my team. You know, they were trying to check me for a concussion. Nah, I'm going back in there, and we're going to get this right. I like that. I feel good, too. You feel good, Andy? I feel good, too, yeah. yeah you took some shots. I'll tell you what, let me, let me shake your right hand because the grip you've shown on the football, two plays here, yeah. and this week. I mean, for you, to, for you to fight through that contact with the ball in your hand, that was huge. You guys got an extra down. You got time on the clock, and you get a first down back. I mean, you guys got a trifecta. That was a huge play. Yeah. Uh, you know, God gave me big hands. And so, uh, you know, I'm putting them to use. Finally, a reaction from the three of you. To win a game like this, three out of your first four games on the road, and you come out three and one. I want to get two ahead of everything, but six out of the next eight games are at Paul Brown Stadium. Three out of the next four and the next two quarters is the schedule. How big is it to win this game and be three and one at this stage of the season? It's big, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough to go on the road. You look at it statistically. Uh, the teams that went on the road, man, it's like 50-50. So going back to our home, you know, we always got to protect our house. But uh, like I said, three and one, uh, we take it. Unbelievable play, man. AJ Green. They're going to have another nightmare. Close the right. AJ sliding for the catch in the back corner of the end zone, man. Shallow cross, slide and catch. Pinpoint accuracy. What, what what does it mean to come back and win a game like this? No, I mean this is this is why you play these games. You know, this is why you play the game. You you dream of this as a kid, being you know fourth quarter. You got to come back. Got to score the touchdown, and um, you know that's why you play. I'm I'm so proud of our team for fighting all the way to the end. And finally, how how much was the adrenaline pumping, man, in that in that last drive? How, could you have lifted the stadium? Do you think all by yourself? Definitely not, you know, but I, 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 I love those moments. You know, that same drive, I told AJ that this is it. We got to go all in. You know, we got to show everybody what this offense is about, and I believe that we got the top offense in the game. So we went out there and showed it and scored. Showed a lot of guts. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. One hell of a win. That's as good a win as uh, Bengals have had, man, in a long, long time. Lap is 100% right. He's 100% right. This is one of the biggest wins they've had in such a long time. I mean – I can't think of a – and you guys, refresh my memory. But on the road, a team that's desperate for a win, that scored 37 last week and lost to a division rival, and they have the lead, final four minutes to go. The Bengals are without John Ross, they're without Giovanni Bernard, they're without Tyler Eifert. It's a game Atlanta should win, and they didn't.
because Andy Dalton, I, I'm telling you, Andy Dalton is playing the best football of his career, of his career. And you, think back to a couple weeks ago. Um, it was before the Carolina game. I talked about how he just seems like he's diagnosing everything before the line of scrimmage. It, to me, that might be the biggest change in Andy's game. He's making all the throws. I'm not saying that that isn't something that he's doing. But I think that the mental aspect, he's taken another step. He was always great mentally. I mean, always really good at that aspect of his game. But I think it's taken another step along with the throws he's made. I mean, some of those throws were just – and the, the thing is, is outside of one throw to Tyler Boyd, where it was clear he was kind of locked on. You see, get it? Locked on Bengals? He, he was locked onto his target. He threw it to Tyler Boyd, and it was almost picked off on that final drive. To me, like, he's spreading the ball out. Croft with the catch. Uzama with the catch. Erickson with the catch. Uh, Giovanni Bernard with four receptions. Mark Walton had two receptions. Tyler Eifert, obviously, before he got injured, had four receptions and a huge touchdown catch. John Ross had, heck, he led the team in receiving uh, going into the third quarter with his two catches, including the 39-yard touchdown. A.J. Green, 78 yards on, on four receptions. Tyler Boyd, obviously, led the team in receptions, but he's spreading the ball out. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine receivers. Nine. Oh, I guess Croft had a, a target. He did not have a case. So eight, eight receivers. That's impossible to guard. Everything I talked about this offseason, about the potential of this offense, we're realizing it. And I'm not saying the Falcons' defense is that good. I don't think they're that good. But this team, when it has a deep threat like Ross to compliment A.J. Green and a guy that's cutting over the middle with those shallow crosses like Lap talked about in Tyler Boyd and tight ends that can be athletic and big and move and do everything they can do. Like, that, the effort loss is bigger than I think people realize. People assume, oh, well, Uzama and Croft, they can do their thing. Yeah, but Eifert was a stud and was starting to morph into form. You could tell. You could feel it. You could sense it. Tyler Eifert, 2015, was still in there. And, and I just, I'll take a second here. I feel awful for him. Awful for him. Um, and he was tearing up on the broadcast. And he, he released something, he tweeted something out. I'll pull that up here and I'll read that. But, man, it's just, it's brutal for him. I feel bad because it feels like any time, any time, literally any time that, that he, he gets hurt, people get on his case and stuff. And, and this isn't one of those times. And um, obviously the injury, you can watch it anywhere if you missed it or if you didn't watch the game. But uh, he said, quote, this was the hardest I've worked to put myself in a position to help this team succeed and having this happen crushes me if I've learned anything from before it's not a time for self-pity and negativity the only thing to do is move forward with optimism with the support of my family friends trainers teammates and coaches this will soon be another obstacle that was overcome and life will go on thanks to everyone who has sent prayers and well wishes my way and while Tyler Eifert is putting up that front you know he is heartbroken right now and that, that's, the, that's the, the thing that gets me is he, he had to have surgery on his ankle um, based on what I, I read from different medical doctors, about former David Chow, who's a former NFL doctor who kind of diagnoses these things based on the video, says that Eifert has a dislocated ankle and a broken ankle. So it's going to need emergency surgery, essentially, et cetera. 
I just feel awful for him. And I hope he he gets back to 100% health. I don't know if he's going to play in Cincinnati next year. I don't know if he's going to play elsewhere. I hope he does. I hope Eifert plays next year. I hope he makes a Pro Bowl. I don't care where it is. Um, and, and I certainly hope he, I would love to see it here in Cincinnati. I feel awful for him, though, because the Bengals' offense takes a hit. And not just that, man. You're talking about a guy who literally on the planet, there are maybe five or six human beings that can do what Tyler Eifert can do. Five or six human beings that when he's fully healthy can do what he can do in the, in the entire world. And his body is betraying him, as Dave Lapham says. His body's betraying him. And this isn't about injury prone. It was just the way the hit happened. And it wasn't a dirty hit, but the way it happened, it broke his ankle. That would have broke most people's ankles. And it was just the angle. That, that's how it was. And that's what something David Chow wrote about. This isn't about being injury prone. So I hope Eifert finds a way to dig down deep and rehab, and I wish him the best moving forward. And if it's in Cincinnati, I hope the hell it is, then that'd be great. And if it's not, I hope he has success. I don't care where it is. I hope he has success elsewhere as well because he was just starting to move into form and break into form, and I'm just, ugh. You can't help but be devastated for a guy like Tyler Eifert. As for this Bengals team, I mean, they showed a lot today. They showed a lot today. How about Mark Walton, what he showed on a couple of those carries and receptions? How about what John Ross showed? His toughness question last week. His uh, his willingness to, to finish routes and complete routes. His effort question. And what did he do? Not only did he have a 39-yard touchdown where he pulled his groin, but he came back in, makes a tap-tap play on the sidelines, 13-yard reception, and was doing everything he could to go back out there. Marvin Lewis said that the reason he wasn't out there that final drive is because of that groin. Um, he didn't say it was a groin, said he had a pull. I assume he pulled his groin. It looked like it on the video. Uh, I hope he's okay. Uh, afterwards, he said that he's going to have to talk to the doctors, etc. Usually with groins, it's a couple weeks. Like It's hard for a receiver to, to pull your groin and that just to come back right away. Um, so I, I'm not sure if he'll play next week against Miami. Um, that could be, you could be without Eifert and then you could be without Ross next week. That's a very realistic possibility, uh, and an unfortunate one for this Bengals team, but I really like the way Ross and I get it on the John Ross guy, but I, I don't think any Bengals fan could not like what they saw from him today. He was blocking. Well, uh, I watched him specifically. Look, I'm the one who's been saying how he could be a good player. If, if he's not good, then you guys are going to make fun of me forever. I understand that. So I watched him specifically on multiple plays to see if the effort was there. I went back and watched replays already, too. Uh, the, the Atlanta Falcons had a nice setup where I had a, a monitor where I could watch replays in the press box. Uh, I could do my normal stuff that I do, uh, you know, tweeting and all that stuff and just kind of keeping track of the game. Uh, so it, it was an awesome setup. And shout out to them for the hospitality. Everyone in Atlanta was great. But uh, we'll have the latest on Ross here on the Locked on Bengals podcast later this week. What a win it was. Here is how it sounded on the Bengals radio network. I like doing this. I'm basically going to splice together a bunch of awesome radio calls from Dan Hort and Dave Lapham because they're the best. So I want to bring you the best. And this is the best. Really good stuff here. Dan Hort, Dave Lapham, Bengals radio network. Here's how it sounded. The best, the worst, and uh, yeah. And what resulted in a third win for the Bengals. 37-36 over Atlanta. Here's how it sounded on the Bengals radio network. Shotgun snap. Dalton back to throw. Fires toward a wide open. Yeah. Tyler Eifert. 
Touchdown, yeah. Bengals! As Eifert ran up the seam, caught it in the back of the end zone, and Tyler Eifert has his first touchdown catch of the year. Well, Dan, remember we talked about the two safeties? Uh, their starters are down, and they have two new safeties in there, and the biggest loss was the communicator. And the communicator back there, uh, Ricardo Allen, he would tell everybody what to do. Change your formation, strength, you know, coverage differences. No communicator, no quarterback back there. We talked about the tight ends and running backs hurting them in the middle of the field. Right at the safety level, he split the safeties to Tyler Eifert. Dalton hands it off to Bernard. In. Knifing behind Sam in. Hubbard. Touchdown! In. Bengals with 44 seconds left in the half. Nice job. Sam Hubbard coming downhill, smacking Doing his thing, lead blocker. Boy, you got a great block on the full, on the uh, linebacker, fullback on linebacker. Gave it kind of a twisting, curly cue type block, but he got him out of the hole. Giovanni Bernard, and rightfully so. Giovanni Bernard took the screen pass to the one-yard line. Let him eat. Let him finish the play, and he did. Empty backfield now with five wides for Andy Dalton. Shotgun snap. Dalton fires got deep him. down the seam got for him. Ross. Got makes him. the catch. Touchdown. He's hurt. John Ross hurt. comes up limping after taking it into the end zone. It's a 39-yard touchdown. The second NFL TD for John Ross, but he came up limping at the end of the play. He seems to be okay, though. Seems to be walking it off. Must have landed awkwardly. And, boy, he's got a limp as he tries to jog off the field. Left ankle, it looks like. Hopefully it's not left knee. But once again, down the middle of the football field, Dan, where the safeties roam, the Bengals are abusing them. I mean, Tyler Eifert caught his touchdown pass down the middle. John Ross catches his down the middle. With the safeties, starting safeties out, they're vulnerable. It comes two minutes into the third quarter with the Bengals leading by four. Oh! Huber has it blocked. And the Falcons are going to take over inside the Bengals' 10. They will take over at the seven-yard line as Keith Kevin Tandy. Huber's punt was blocked. Keith Tandy took it right off his foot. Keith Tandy came up the gut and took it right off Kevin Huber's foot. And now the Atlanta Falcons, they not only have a quarterback sack, they have a blocked punt. The Bengals recover it, but it doesn't matter. Tandy picks it right off of Huber's left foot with a great course. And uh, the Bengals uh, fall on top of the football, Tyler Croft, but it's, it's the Falcons' ball. It's fourth down, and uh, that's not a turnover, but it might as well be. It's a block punt like a fourth down stop. It's a block punt. Dalton back to throw. His pass oh, no! off the hands of Croft and intercepted. The Falcons are going to have it at their own 45-yard line. Oh, that's a flag on the tackle. Face mask penalty on the tackle. It was KZ who came up with the interception off the ricochet off Tyler Croft. You got to catch the football. Get your hands out in front and catch the football. Don't let the ball get into your body. He let the ball get into his body. It ricocheted off his shoulder pads. And as a result, tragedy takes place. Good stuff there from Dan and Lap, Bengals Radio Network. If you're local, you can listen to every single game on ESPN. 1530 shout out to a bunch of loyal listeners i had four or five people we, we lance McAllister and i uh we we took an ultimate air shuttle flight down and back same day from cincinnati to atlanta we left at 9 a.m got back right around 7 p.m and we were with 28 other bengals fans 28 other people that were all dressed in bengals um and, and it was awesome and a lot of you came up and talked to us and stuff and I appreciate that but I had multiple people 
And I always love this. When Locked On Bengals listeners come up to me, I love it because I, I love what I do at the radio station. But this is kind of something three years ago that when it came to fruition, I, I wondered what the potential was, how, how it was going to go, who it was going to reach and stuff. And I love when I, I meet Locked On Bengals listeners in person. And, and I had a few that came up to me, said that, that they love the podcast. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I wanted to take a second to say that. And if you know a Bengals fan, that would appreciate this podcast, please let them know about us. Please get that word out. If you happen to be on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. You can also subscribe on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and every podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. I hope to have time tonight to write seven observations about the win against the Falcons. I hope to do that. I want to get that done. And part of it, well, it's going to have to – it's going to have to be about Ocho. Ocho Cinco in the building talking with John Ross before the game. There's a picture of that that I tweeted out at James Erpine. Also on Instagram as well. If you're on Instagram, uh, you can follow me there at James Erpine as well. Well, we'll be back in studio tomorrow. No home office podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, as always, you can subscribe. You can follow on Twitter. Uh, and until next time, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it tomorrow right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.